You're listening to Two Therapists in Therapy, a podcast about self-acceptance, self-love, and self-growth. I'm your host, Sarah Brill, a licensed clinical social worker, EMDR trauma therapist, and writer. And I'm your other host, Becca Moravec, licensed professional counselor, licensed marriage and family therapist, and Enneagram enthusiast. I'm a two, Sarah is a four. Hi, Becca. How are you feeling today? I am feeling um, a little bit fiery and feisty today. I just, um, in catching up with you right before we started recording, I'm realizing that I'm dealing with some resentment from not um, being clear enough with my boundaries. So um, for me, when I feel this way, it's a, it's a, very important message for me to listen to and take responsibility for. Um, so I'm acknowledging in this moment that I need to be more clear about um, my feelings and my needs and create some more space by myself. So there have been times when we've recorded and I, um, after the fact, realize how I'm feeling and I'm like, oh shoot, I wish I had been more honest about what I was actually feeling. So today I'm taking the leap and saying that I'm that I'm feeling one of the more um, painful feelings, but it's good. It's good. I'm glad to talk about it. So, how are you feeling today? Can I ask you something? Oh about my that? gosh! Of course. What I know, you kind of said you said you're taking responsibility and paying attention to it. But what does that look like? Um, well, first, the first step is kind of just acknowledging that there's this um, kind of like, like I said, fiery energy that. Um, is not normally how I feel and so owning that like I'm feeling really fiery and feisty today and like I um, could kind of like go off on somebody um, and that's a sign to me of like okay I'm not taking care of my self or my inner child and listening to what she needs so once I kind of figure out what she needs then I need to start um, communicating that more openly and honestly with the people in my life who I love very much and I know love me um, and I know will respect my feelings and needs, um, but sometimes it can be hard because I know we love talking about the Enneagram on this podcast and for me as a four, which is the individualist or the romantic, I move towards two, which is the giver when I'm stressed and so I can really want to um, take care of people or... Um, feel other people's feelings and um, prevent them from having to feel any certain sort of type of way and so I can really give myself away when I'm stressed so um, taking responsibility for that looks like me connecting to myself figuring out what I need and being okay with the fact that when I express my need somebody else might not feel great about that and that doesn't mean they don't love me or they don't care about me but they're allowed to have their feelings too. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, are you familiar with that with that experience at all? Oh yes, absolutely. Do you feel like sharing about it or not so much? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know that I have anything else to add. I think that um, yeah, I think resentment is a powerful messenger, and so I'm glad you're listening to it. Thank you. Yeah. How are you feeling? I don't think that I know. 
And I, so this is interesting because you thought about it before and I always say that this question catches me off guard. And I don't know that it catches me off guard so much that I maybe just need to give myself space to figure it out because it takes me longer. It takes me like quite a while to figure out what I'm feeling and to like be compassionate with myself and just give myself some space. Yeah. I love that you're sharing that. Yeah. And I think that I have like in general in life right now, I would say that I have, I'm feeling pretty anxious, election anxiety and, um, personal anxiety and like you job hazard of um, feeling pulled a lot when I need to take care of myself but I actually this weekend um, feel like I did a fairly good job in Saturday which was yesterday we're recording on Sunday <laughs> you don't know what day it is um, but I did a, another uh, float tank and um, that like, I had a slow day, and that's just what I needed. Oh. And so that felt really powerful. Oh, my God. I'm yeah. so envious. Yeah. I've been dying to do a float tank. Yeah. I, like, yeah, I just made Saturday a day mostly for me, and that can feel selfish and hard sometimes, but it felt really good. Oh, my gosh. I'm so yeah. happy that you did that. Did you have any, um, like, thing come to you in no. your book? <laughs> no. And I really, well, I guess this came to me was that I can't make myself have an epiphany. Because um, the last time I did a float tank, I, like, worked through some stuff. And I think that the purpose yesterday was just to be with myself with nothing else. Do you feel, like, totally relaxed the whole time? Or are there moments where it's, like, anxious and then, like... I don't think I ever feel anxious while I'm in there. I think that I just am like, why am I... I just... You're just like random things. Like to to be in the moment is so hard. Well, it is so hard for me. I'm not saying that it's hard for everybody. Um, so my mind is really good at just like thinking about all sorts of things. And sometimes that... The fruit of that is working through something that I need to. And sometimes I think that it's just distracting me from being quiet with myself. Um, so... Yeah, I don't, I mean, you lose, like, a concept of time when you're in a float tank, so I don't know how much, how many moments I had of quiet with myself, but I had a few moments of quiet, like, genuine quiet. Do you ever, like, want it to be over? Yes. Okay, that makes me feel better, because I've had, like, I've thought about doing it, and I'm like, I'm, I wonder if I would just, like, want it to be over. So, this is so funny, yesterday, you can get up at any time, if you want to. But I was like, okay, I'm, I'm like, I like want to get up. Like, and I was like, okay, I'm going to wait five more minutes. And like 30 seconds later, the lights came on. And I had no concept, no idea that I was at the end. Whoa. That's weird. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Thanks for sharing yeah. that. And I'll share if I figure out how I'm feeling otherwise throughout this conversation, I'll share it. Because sometimes that happens. I'm like, oh, there it is. Yeah. I, I'm, I don't want to put any pressure on you, like the float tank, mm -hmm. of like, you must figure out how you're feeling by the time we're done. But I also feel excited yeah. that maybe it'll pop in. Yeah. And then we'll all be like, yay! Yeah. Or we'll be like, that's so cool and interesting. Yeah. Um, I get really excited when people share their feelings. I know. <laughs> Do you get excited when people share their feelings? I mean, it depends on what feelings they're sharing. That's a good point. <laughs> Sometimes it's, well, this is interesting mm -hmm. because we had a listener ask about holding space. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, I'm, we had a question, um, Becca posted 
Oh, we could go with this. Yeah, let's just go with this. Yeah. So Becca posted um, right before we recorded today for listeners to share some topics they'd like to hear about. <clears throat> Sorry for clearing my throat in the microphone. And one of the questions that we had is how do you hold space for someone when they're going through um, a tough time and avoid sort of getting into a parenting sort of role? And so I think it's really interesting just kind of segueing from the idea of loving when people share feelings and it depends on what they're feeling. Maybe we can riff on that for a minute and connect it to holding space. Yeah, this is I, that's so interesting you say this because I have had this feeling lately of like, I want to hold space for people and I also want people to check in with me to see if I have the capacity because of what I do for a living. And I was like wrestling with, is that an okay thing to ask for? Um, because often I love family and friends like just dive into what's going on for them and I'm like not prepared and that can feel super hard. Um, and then I can, I can also, and I see, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't say this, but I'm I like, you're saying it, but I, because I want people to call me, I want to be there and hold space, but I will also only hear from people when they need something like that. And then and we'll talk about resentment. Then I like can feel resentful, even though I'm like glad that I'm someone who people can come to. Um, I didn't know I was going to talk about that, Um, but it's a, it's a wrestling. Like, is it okay for me to set out a boundary that says like, I want to be there, but I maybe need you to say, Hey, I have something to talk about. Do you have capacity? Because I will get like a call from like a random person. And I don't necessarily mean like the close people in my life who I'm doing day to day life with. I, I'm usually good with that. Um, But it's interesting how people think that I'm just, like, there to problem-solve or to listen. Yeah, it's so interesting that you say that because I just had a conversation with a friend last week about um, they were sharing that they kind of feel feel guilty um, having friendships that aren't kind of a two-way street all the time. And I was sharing that I'm at this place now, and I was telling them that I didn't feel guilty about this, but I'm noticing the guilt like appearing inside of myself, but I was sharing that I don't feel like I have capacity anymore for friendships that aren't an equal give and take. And while there are going to be seasons where sometimes maybe I'm the one that's giving more, I'm the one that's receiving more, but I just really feel like I can't, um, yeah, holding space for someone when that's not returned is not something that I can offer anymore. Totally, totally. So, but it's, it can feel difficult to get to that place. Um, and I think the way that I got to that place is from feeling so much resentment and so drained so many times that I just can't, I've reached that rock bottom with it. Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts about that? (laughs) I'm just like, I'm thinking about, um, and this, I don't know how this will tie in, but I'm just like thinking about that I, like, don't want anyone who's listening who's, like, come to me before to think they can't because you totally can. Um, but I, but I, <laughs> she was, Sarah's just, like, laughing at me over here. I want to know what that laughter is Don't about. call back anymore, okay? <laughs> I'm just saying right now. But I've, like, had a few moments, especially during COVID, where I'm, like, 
stop coming to me. <laughs> um, and I, and I think like you said, I need to maybe listen to that to fill myself up so that I can be there. Cause it's like a value of mine to be there. And so actually maybe that's the answer is both is like both. I really maybe want to share my boundaries with people, right. To say, Hey, I don't have time to talk about this right now, but I worry about like hurting people or, um, but also taking weekends and my time off to be silent and away from my phone and from you know, social media and, like, constant contact with people. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's both. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I love what you said about saying up front, uh, I love you, I care about you, I am not in a place where I can have this conversation right now. I am I am tapped out, and it has nothing to do with me not wanting to be there Yeah, for you. Yeah. But that's hard. It's so hard. That's so hard. Like, I swear, I feel like, in theory, I just totally believe that and then to put it into practice it's it's still hard yeah yeah why is it so hard I mean all I mean I think we're talking about human communication and that's hard nobody 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 taught us how to do relationships well yeah right romantic relationships friendships familial relationships and you know and I don't want it to be so formal that people are like I need to talk to you about something. Do you have the time? Right? I want to, right? I believe in friendships where we can be like, oh my gosh, I need to tell you this thing that happened. Here's what's going on. And friends who show up and are like, yes, I'm here. Um, but I, but I think I do want it to be more formal. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You don't, but you don't. I don't know. Well, I don't want it to be stiff or feel yeah. rigid. Yes. Like, yeah. you know, um, you know, it's like the difference between, you know, helping somebody, like, on the side of the road that is, like, yes. an emergency. Oh, my God. So true. Right? Yes. Versus, yes, like, yes, 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 helping yes. somebody who really needs help, but, like, it's not that dire or something. Yeah. No, I totally agree. And I think there are those spontaneous moments where it's, like, you just, you have to show up, like, an emergency or a crisis or something like that. <sighs> but it's just, it's an art. And yeah. it's, like, so interesting. I feel like... I don't know, I've been studying communication (laughs) for like 10 years and it's like practicing it every day in my relationships and teaching it to people and working through it in my own therapy. And it's, it, I feel like it gets easier, but it's also, there's always a rub. Like there's always stuff that comes up because we're human. Yeah. So I I don't remember how we like traveled here. Yeah, I do. Okay. Do you want me to say it? Yes. Because I was actually just about to segue into it. So, um, uh, now I never remember. We were talking about holding space. Holding space, yeah. As, as a piece of communication and, um, yeah. So, what does holding space look like for you without becoming parental? Yeah. So, so, if I can hold space. So, yes. I'm, so like, let's, let's say that somebody says, hey, do you have capacity for me to tell you about this thing that happened? And I can say, sure. Or I think maybe the hard part is saying, no, I don't have the capacity. That feels hard. Um, yeah, what does it look like? So what? Let's, let's, let's assume that we have the capacity to hold space in the conversation. I love that. Do you yeah. want me to go first? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So it's interesting that we're talking about needing to have boundaries around holding space because I actually – truly, genuinely, deep down in my soul, love holding space for people. I actually think I had um, a teacher in grad school say to me, um, 
that in her particular tradition that she grew up in, she um, uh, identified as Native American. Um, she shared that um, in her specific tradition that witnessing someone's suffering is one of the highest um, honors and gifts that you could ever um, be given. Yes. And so, and I really do feel that way, that when someone is being vulnerable or going through something really painful or difficult in life, it's often a time of expanded awareness and growth, even if someone doesn't come to that conclusion right away. It may be like a year of holding space for someone to really start to have that awareness. So sometimes the patience piece can be like, cause it's not just always like one time of holding space, mm-hmm. especially if it's with your partner or with a family member that you're with all the time, it can feel like, man, this is a lot of holding space. Um, and it can be day in and day out. So I think ultimately what helps me to hold space is remembering this is um, a growth process that someone is going through and I'm getting to bear witness to it. And I think there can be challenges with that too that I would love to talk about. But I um, am curious that those are my first sort of like off the cuff thoughts. What about, what about you? Yeah. And I think you're saying this already, but it, I think that my experience of holding space in a really healthy way for someone is also letting go of my judgments. And when I say judgments, I don't mean like being judgmental of them, but like my judgments of what they should be doing, how they should be doing it. Um, It's like trusting, right? I mean, it's what I trust for my clients is trusting that the healing and the answers lie within them, right? They don't come from me, right? Which um, I'll come back to the Enneagram and this isn't solely for somebody who leads with a two, it's probably all numbers, but I can only speak to my experience, is a huge part of my growth is realizing that, like, I'm I'm not the fixer. Like, it's not up to me, right? I, like, a, being someone who leads with a two, that means I had a lot of pride, and pride means, like, I don't need help, but I know how to help you, right? And that feels really icky to people. It doesn't, it's not what they asked for. And so I think as I've, matured emotionally and taken space from that part of my personality I can show up and hold space in a way that hopefully feels better sometimes I go back into my default but I hopefully can just say things like what do you need um how can I be here for you and trust that they know not that I know I just love the question thank you for sharing all of that and your beautiful sharing just led to a question yes Um, how do you think feeling your own feelings, the willingness to feel your own feelings is connected to the ability to hold space? Oh, I mean, I think it's absolutely connected, which, um, how's that connected for you? I'm like still in the mind of the Enneagram. And so I'm thinking that how it's connected for me is... Um, <laughs> I'm like drawing a blank. Oh, let me let me just like talk without thinking yes, I need to answer perfectly. Yes, so just what I just did. I was like, I need to have this pretty answer. I don't know. I mean, I think that, um, yeah, being oh yeah. I mean, I think that I'm pretty uncomfortable. Which is, I'm a therapist. I'm actually very comfortable relatively 
to sitting with hard feelings. Um, but I think the draw that it wasn't space holding, but was fixing was the part that I didn't, I don't like feeling, or I don't like feeling my feelings. And it's not, I think it too, it's not that I don't, I don't like feeling my feelings. I've always had deep feelings and I like, was like a pretty like, I mean, sad, hashtag sad girls club. That was like, you know, like I knew that existed. I think that I didn't feel permission to feel them out loud or to like feel them with other people, if that makes sense. So I think the growth is, isn't is about me feeling my feelings. I think I've always felt the feelings. I always felt super sad, you know, um, and all the other feelings too. But um, I think it's the ability to share those feelings and have other people hold space for me, which has allowed me to hold space for other people. Wow. There we go. That's it. That took me a minute. That's so interesting because I was just, as you were talking, I was thinking about like how I wonder, um, it made me think about our friendship and it made me think about how we're, we're similar, but different because we're both heart types on the Enneagram. Mm -hmm. So we're both deep feelers. And for me in my family growing up, I was like the drama queen. That was my like label. My dad used to call me Sarah Bernhardt, which is like an old movie star because I was just always like emoting mm-hmm. all the time and it was like a really negative thing or like a really funny thing in my family. Yeah. And all I wanted was for people to hold space for me. Like I just wanted to be like, and my, and sometimes my parents would, when I was like really in crisis, they would hold space for me. But a lot of times it was like eye roll, like, Oh my God, she's so dramatic. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I think for me, the draw to be to therapy was more the space holding of like I want to give people the space to feel what they're feeling because I never had that mm-hmm. and so um it's interesting because now I feel like I've my growth edge has been more like um tapping into the I don't want to say fixing because I don't really believe in that but um like really leaning into tools to help people and yeah, like yeah. theories and things like that um because I like used to just kind of feel like I could hold space for you all day. Um, yeah. Based on my own kind of like need for that, if that makes sense. Yeah. So like our, our paths like crossed cause they're both important. Right. But yours is like into the action piece and I already had the action piece and now it's into the feeling piece. Totally. Yeah. yeah totally. That's super cool. Yeah. Um, but I do think it's hard to hold space for people in general if you haven't held space for your own feelings. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because it's uncomfortable. Like yeah. that's, I mean, I think that's what we're taught is that our feelings are uncomfortable and like sh- we shouldn't feel them. That's like, I think that's a generalization of our culture is like, that's, you know, we want to fix, um, you know, we have a, we have a solution for that. I've got a cream for that or I've got, I've got an exercise routine for that or I've got like a, you know, injection for that mm-hmm. right yeah and then you won't feel this way anymore instead of just saying well what if you just feel this way and that's how you feel yeah and also I think there's like we need to feel our feelings in order to heal we yeah. have to like sometimes we can't get to a change process back to our rock bottom episode if we're not willing to feel the depths of the pain that we may be avoiding with trying to overly fix something that is that may be unfixable we actually need to face it I know it's like I want, you know, I've heard this, like, caveat or this quip of, like, um, you know, people are like, oh, well, we didn't, like, World War II vets, we didn't have feelings and um, go to therapy and stuff, like, hope, you know, more and more veterans are now, 
and it says, yeah, sure, you didn't, but the, there's no bigger, po- like, single population that's, like, been identified that are alcoholics, mm. right? Because the feelings didn't go away. Totally. <sighs> right, they just figured out a, another way to Numb cope. It. Yeah. Right, instead of just feeling, which we're learning is actually how then we can move forward. Yeah. Totally. So, um, I love that. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Um, so this specific question that we received said, how do you avoid going into parenting mode when you're holding space for someone? Um, and I know I'm certainly guilty of that for sure at times, and especially in my relationship, I can get parental sometimes. Yeah. I think that is like, I think you're right. I think in our romantic, really our intimate relationships, that probably shows up the most, at least in my life. Yeah. How do you avoid that? I mean... Or, like, how does it show yeah, up? Yeah, I was going to say, do I, do I avoid that? Would Chad think that I don't? <laughs> right, he might say that I do. I mean, I think that I've noticed. I think it's, like, a current, like... Like, I've noticed, even recently, it's hard for me if Chad is having a negative feeling um, to not want to, yeah, come in and fix. Come in and give... And I, like, do it by, like, a pep talk or, like, a you can do it or, like here's why you shouldn't feel this way. Like, and I'm like, right. And that's not at all how I practice in my life as a therapist. So how do I avoid it is by noticing the discomfort in myself. Mm-hmm. Right. What about, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I have one more thing. Yeah, say, um, and I think the difficulty in our personal relationships is because we're in relationship. I think it's like, I'm not in a relationship with my client that like that. So I don't have, my own emotions about them, right? But in my romantic relationship um, or friendship, how I feel, like, I'm, like, projecting, like, what they're feeling about me and what it means about me, right, Mm -hmm. more. Yes. And so I think I can get into parenting and wanting to fix because I don't want to be uncomfortable. And so actually something I have been doing lately to not parent my partner is to give myself the reassurance I need like, it's so beautiful. Right? Um, so to, like, if, let's say, hypothetically, let's say Chad is having a bad day and he's feeling sad and depressed, I will go, I did something wrong, he doesn't love me, I'm not good enough, because if I was good enough, he'd be happy, and holding space without parenting is actually, actually maybe it's parenting myself in that mm. moment. And I literally had an experience pretty recently where he was having a bad day, which people have bad days, and he needed space, and he advocated for that space. Like, he just didn't want to talk about it. And instead of me spiraling and starting to, like, parent and fix and then, you know, pick, I just sat and I closed my eyes and I reminded myself that, like, we love each other and he's sad and that's okay and, um, that I'm worthy. And I like just repeated this in my mind for like 20 minutes. And then he was like, okay, I'm ready to talk now. Cause he's a, he leads with a five on the Enneagram. So he's much more internal and he needed some freaking space. And I needed to not parent him because if I would have parented him, we would have gotten in a fight. And instead I parented myself and self-soothed. And then we like have a productive conversation. Oh my gosh. I love that story. Yeah. And it's so interesting listening to you because it makes me think about how <laughs> another plug for therapy, why having a therapist, especially in like family situations or couple situations is so important because 
having an objective person that is not personally involved or like connected to why we're feeling what we're feeling and is just able to stay like regulated and um, clear about what the problem is, is so important because so often our own egos get wrapped up in, well, what if my child doesn't do X, Y, or Z? Or what if they misbehave in this way? Or what if my partner gets super angry and then they don't want to be with me anymore? Like it's so, it's so easy in those heightened moments when we actually need to just be holding space and letting the person just come to their own um, place of internal safety on their own time, how often we take that personally um, in those moments. So yeah, it's just hard. It's even like I said, I mean, I find myself doing it all the time. Um, I'm thinking of last weekend, Marcus and I had a moment where we had a miscommunication and he got a little bit angry and the internal voice in my head was like going to the darkest places of like, oh my God, this means this and this means this and this means this about our relationship and blah, blah, blah. And really all I needed to be doing was just like, it's okay for you to be angry. I'm okay if you're angry. We're okay if you're angry. Anger is a totally reasonable human feeling to feel and you'll move through this and we'll be okay. And we'll learn something about each other when we're on the other side of this. So yeah, it's just like, it's, um, it can take us to a really primal place when our loved ones are, um, needing space. Yeah. Or just in this place that we may judge again from like a more primal space of like not being okay. Yeah. Because like we need to not be okay sometimes. We need to like feel our feelings in order to recognize things that need to change in our life. And if we don't feel our feelings, then we just, we can become really complacent and then depressed. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So like really we should be celebrating when our uh, family members or partners or whatever friends are going through hard times. But then there can be a line with that too. So yeah, before I go into a whole other can of worms, what are you thinking? Um, I was thinking that the basic component, like the answer maybe, not, I mean, I don't think there's the answer to that listener question, um, about holding space and not parenting, but I think that it starts with trust and I, and it's trusting, like either trusting the relationship between who you are feeling like you want to parent them, but it's also just trusting, like trusting that they have the answer within them, trusting that you don't need to parent them. Like, it just feels like a, like, could you sink into, like, I'm imagining myself sinking into distrust and going, okay, this is, like, what's going on right now? And I can trust that these feelings aren't going to um, destroy this person or me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I love what you said about parenting yourself. I feel like that's, like, almost always the answer. (laughs) Yeah. Like... Can you say more yeah, about well, that I just, for people listening? Yeah, the other day when Marcus and I kind of had a disagreement or a miscommunication, and I was just, like, so triggered. And I came down into – we had gone on a hike, and it was just, like, we just were just not – we were just not meeting each other. It was just a total day of, like, not being able to communicate. And so I came home, and I laid down on my couch in the basement, and I just, like, kept saying to myself, I'm okay, I'm okay, mm-hmm. I'm okay you're okay. I love you. I love you. I love you. And I just said that to myself over and over and over until I got myself into a more regulated 
space and it like took a lot I did not want to do that when I came home I was like I wanted to fight I wanted to like throw down you know and I know better than to do that so I didn't do that but that's what I wanted to do yeah and so having that discipline to to know it's it's the little girl inside of me that's terrified and is afraid of rupture and is afraid that we won't repair and that um it's my job to soothe her. It's my primary job is to is to be a secure attachment for her and to actually like put that into practice. And it's it's crazy the resistance that um for me I feel when I know that's the answer to actually get myself to do it. Yeah. Um so yeah, just so many layers to these human things that we all go through. Yeah, and there's like a like a distancing, not in like a wall way, but in a, in a, um, emotionally, so the language feels wrong. I was going to say emotionally detaching, but it is, it's like a healthy detachment to go like, is this mine? Is this theirs? And like, I think the problem in relationship is that the two things are happening at once, right? Like rarely, I don't want to say rarely. Well, well, I'm going to go with it. Rarely am I just in my romantic relationship. Is it like, oh, I can, I'm, I don't want to say rarely. <laughs> I am just holding space for you. Sometimes it's like both of us have like a need or a space that has to go on. And so there has to be some level of like detachment and saying like, it's okay for you to have your process. And it's okay for me to have my process. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yes. And it's funny that you say that because I'm studying for um, my LMFT exam right now. Um, no pressure. And, um, but I'm reviewing all these, um, theories and I'm looking at this particular, um, I guess you could say father of family therapy, Bowen. And he talks about how, like, in order to have healthy relationships, we need to be in balance with our, um, individual sense of self and also maintaining connectedness with our with the people in our family, there needs to be a balance between those two things. And that when we get out of balance, um, in either of those ways, either we're too enmeshed with our, um, people in our families or we're too kind of self-focused, it can be problematic. And so I think it's just, it makes sense. And there are, there are so many psychological theories that look at that from different angles, like attachment and all kinds of things. But, um, it just makes sense that it's hard. It, it makes sense that it's hard to hold space um, and hard to give our partners space and our family members space because there's an element of to love where we want to be close and we want to be connected and sometimes that gets mixed up with merging or being enmeshed or disconnecting um, because it's, we feel what our people feel and it hurts. Beautifully said. Beautiful. Thanks. Yeah, I don't really have anything to add to that. That's just, that's a perfect description. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um... And so to, so to have two people working on that together can be really cool. Super you cool. Know? Yeah. I mean, but that, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And even when you're working really hard on it, there can be hard days and hard moments. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that you need to be perfect. Yeah. 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 Um... Do we have anything else? I don't think so. Do you have an encouragement for our listeners? I always get really excited about your encouragement. I always get excited about your encouragement. Okay. (laughs) Um, I think that my encouragement 
would be I don't I don't know. Hold on. My my I was like so captivated by what you were just saying that I kind of stopped thinking about what I was going to say. Um, but I think that it is to um, trust, right? So to trust when your loved one is um, needing you to hold space for them, that that you can do that, that they can do it, that hard feelings are not only something that you, they can and you can survive, but you actually will grow when you give it some space. I love that. Yeah. What about you? Do you have an encouragement? I think it's a question okay. um, that just came to me. It's something like asking yourself if you're in a moment where where you're feeling tempted to fix or parent or help somebody exit out of a painful experience, to ask yourself, what would I ha- what do I have to feel inside of myself that I don't want to feel? Um by if I were to just be with this right now, what is it that I have to feel that I may not want to feel right now? And just get curious about that. And maybe, you know, if you're in that moment, go journal about it because that can be a lot of mental gymnastics to be asking yourself that while trying to hold space. Mm -hmm. So lovingly take a break and um, just think about that and see what comes up. Love it. Awesome. All right. It was fun talking to you today. Fun talking to you. Signing off. Hi, it's Sarah and Becca again. Thanks for listening to our podcast. You can tune in on your favorite podcast player every other Monday to hear us talk with special guests about self-acceptance, self-love, and self-growth. See you in a few weeks.